Hello and welcome to the Vorthos Cast. I'm Brian Dawes. And I'm Chris Delano. And this is all you're getting this week. <laughs> yeah, our other two co-hosts have uh, found better things to do than to hang out with us and talk Vorthos stuff. So we'll be keeping you company today. Yeah, I, I feel like Jay and Lorelai have just given up on us. And I don't blame them because, I mean, look at us. I'd give up on me. I, I, I'm not afraid to say it. But uh, I think we're going to have a good episode. Um, without them here, there's no one to, like, stop us from saying anything we want. We could we could say anything. It's I, always Merit Lage. Just remember that. It's always Merit Lage, no matter what Lorelai <laughs> says. Oh, my God. So uh, what are we talking about this week, Brian? Because we don't have our uh, our two people who keep us on topic um <laughs> oh you know that's not true that's not true they don't keep us on topic jay and lorelei are the main reason we go off topic but that's beside the point they're the ones yeah, who introduce things so brian as the more senior member you have to introduce this week's uh episode <laughs> this week we'll be discussing boom comics uh number three and four yeah and before we do that uh just a heads up there's gonna be a lot of spoilers in our conversation uh but before we do that there's um a new set coming out uh the historic jumpstart horizons uh arena edition something yes it's only on arena there's like 800 new cards so no let's let's be clear here there's like 730 cards that are new to arena or not even no i'm sorry that's not even all new to arena there's 730 cards there are a lot of reprints there are 31 brand new cards and um, the rest are there are new, some new Torina prints, like some of the squirrel stuff. Uh, Chatterfang, I believe, was one of the, the previews today. There are some cars from Modern Horizons one that are being brought into Arena, or I'm sorry, Modern Horizons two. And there are some other reprints that we're getting from other sets that are already on Arena. But there are 31 brand new cars that are being introduced to Arena. And most, if not all of which, I believe, have things that make them unique that can only be done on Arena so far. I think some of that is questionable, like the uh, the one that turns into a Rexian Negator or something. Um, That's one way around the, the reserve list, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, yeah, I, I've been following it a little bit. I am, uh, I don't play Arena. Uh, if anyone in our Discord knows, like, I just, I kind of don't play Arena at all. So none of this is really that interesting to me. I know that you play a ton of arena sometimes when we're like trying to start recording a podcast and you have to finish up a match. Um, I So I'm sure you are more excited about this than I am. Uh, I look at it and I think, how are we going to do a Flavor Gems episode? Um, all that, I'm conflicted. All I'm very conflicted about it, actually. Some of the new arena cards make me not super happy. And I'm, I'm going to be honest the persisting ability makes me super nervous for brawl because it they they did a q a on uh the magic the uh thursday magic show on the wizard stream and it does affect cards as they go to your command zone so i oh. thought they said that they weren't banned they i thought they said they were they would work and then if it got really bad that they would ban them oh well that's nice never mind heavenly evan one of our live listeners said they've already banned them so that's uh cool Huh. Well, you know, uh, we'll see how it shapes up and we'll discuss if we want to do some flavor gems because we are getting five new Planeswalkers. Um, well, five Planeswalker cards for existing Planeswalkers for this set. Uh, and I know that um, 
One of them, which I don't think has been previewed yet, is one that you're really excited about. Uh, the Green Planeswalker, presumably. Yes, give me Franny's, my lady, the Lady of Lenoir. Uh, and then I'm excited that we're getting a Davriel card simultaneously. Kind of upset that we're getting a Davriel card in an arena-only product uh, as his like first real showing uh, since his previous card was just the uncommon for more of the spark. But uh, hey, that uh, card is sweet though. It's a cool card. Like it's a really great Davriel, and I'm I love the like flavor and the idea behind it. But it's uh. I'm just sad. I just want like a paper version of the card. Like I want a paper Davriel card in a set. That's perfectly fair. But uh, anyways, before we get too far into this arena conversation, uh, another piece of news that, uh, hey, we're talking about these uh, Boom Magic comics this week. And number five comes out uh, probably like, I don't know, what's today? The release date for this episode? Uh, The second, I believe. Yeah, yeah, today is August 2nd uh, for all of you listening. Um, so that means this comes out in two days on August 4th is, uh, issue number five. And if you're liking the series as much as we are, you're going to definitely want to get it the day it comes out because we might have some big reveals coming up. So on that note, um, yeah, boom comics issue number three. Uh, I, uh, I really love this one. So the, the story kind of opens up, uh, simultaneously kind of where we left off in the previous issue uh, but also gives us this sort of like side-by-side action scene that's happening. So we start off with this view of this guy on the streets of Ravnica. He's like sketchy kind of looking. Uh, he looks like a Demir agent in the sense that Demir agents don't wear anything that says that they're Demir agents. Um, but he's got like a, a hood and looks real sketchy. Uh, and he's he's kind of like walking down the street looking, looking you know, suspicious. Uh, and at the same time, we get this view of our three planeswalkers who are in the Undercity right now. Uh, using some Golgari magic, uh, you know, spore magic, I suppose, to reanimate some Demir agents uh, that, you know, they found some dead Demir agents. I think these are the ones they took from the uh, hospital where they were assassinating, uh, presumably Jace. Um, and they turned them into some, like, mindless zombies that return to their home so that they can go and find Dusk Mantle. This is like the parasite that gets into the bugs that makes them take the parasite back to the nest, which I thought was really cool. Uh Then we cut back to the sketchy dude on the street and he's like let into this like back alley room by what appears to be an Orzov enforcer. Uh, And then we go back underground and all the planeswalkers, you know, the the three core crew planeswalkers are following these like spore zombies, which look super creepy. First time I read this comic, I didn't realize how creepy they looked because I kind of just glanced over them because I was following all the text and stuff. And then I looked at them this time and it's like one of them's like walking like wrong it's just walking wrong it's very creepy looking um but they're following them through the undercity uh and there's like some really good banter uh vraska's like talking about why she loves the undercity because it feels like this blanket that's like covering them and the other two blanket yeah (laughs) basically uh and the other two are like uh yeah that's kind of creepy and we're claustrophobic because we live above ground uh then kaya shares some really great backstory about her home plane and we get like a glimpse of what it looked like um the way that the sky was broken uh, and apparently it was driving people mad. Uh, and then also uh, Ral confirms uh, that Kaya can take living people across planes. So uh, Rat uh, traveling across planes is canon in this uh, story. So we can't get away from Forsaken no matter how hard we try. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was uh, <sighs> interesting to say the least. <laughs> yeah, that was one thing I was hoping they would kind of gloss over. 
um, in the future of magic story was just let's forget that book happened, but uh, we're keeping that a thing. Kaya can carry living people. So yeah, I'm I'm not super happy about it, but you know it's fine. It's fine. We'll, we'll hopefully it'll be something that uh, is interesting later on, and certainly won't let the Demir be killing planeswalkers off plane. But who knows? We'll see. Yeah, we don't really know what's going on with that. But um, we're going to jump back up to the, the ground level. And uh, in that back alley room, the sketchy dude meets up with what appears to be a member of the it, a member of the Boros, and a member of the Gruul. And that's like a really weird thing to have together. Because like when you think of people who should probably not be hanging out, uh, the Boros hanging out with the Gruul, not going to happen. Uh, so it's like weird. But uh, they share some secret code. So there's like a speech bubble, and in the speech bubble is this weird sort of sigil, and it's really hard to tell what it is. To me, it kind of looks like a combination of a twisting tree and also like veins. I thought it looked more like an arrow facing downward with like spikes coming off of it at weird places that made it look like some kind of weird speech bubble. Yeah, uh, my recommendation is that everyone read it and look at it and give us your thoughts, uh, preferably in our Discord. Um, But yeah. I'm interested in what people think it is. I think it's some sort of weird secret sigil, Uh, but he shares it. And then the sketchy dude does this weird tongue thing. And it's like kind of creepy looking. Um, I don't know what's going on with him. I don't like him. He's a, he's a weird one. Um, But then we go back downstairs to the undercity and there's like a wild thrall attack. Um, It's really funny. It's like setting up a lot of world building. It's like, Oh, the Orzov create these thralls. And then some of them got loose in the undercity and now they're, you know, eating people. Um, but, uh, they're eating people so that they can reproduce themselves because they're turning corpses into more thralls. <laughs> yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of like a terrifying, um, what do they call those? It's like a type of machine that replicates itself. But it doesn't matter because Raul just does a really big zappy and they all die. Um, it's time to unleash the storm. <laughs> he has these like one little, one line little zingers like that. And then he does it and you're like, they're like, oh, yeah, we can't really, you know, say anything about him with these catchphrases because, like, he, he kind of unleashed the storm. Like, there's not really much else to say. Um, but then uh, we go back above ground and the the sketchy crew, the, like, weird amalgamation of guild members, uh, assassinate an Azorius just hanging out on the street. Um, I don't know what's going on with that, but they just uh, they just straight up kill this dude. Um, Gotta keep your head yeah. on swivel, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we go back down to the Undercity, and the three Planeswalkers are talking about their relationships. We're getting some drama. Uh, well, not really drama. Um, but it was cool. Like, this, this, uh, this uh, I want to say episode, this comic was a lot of talking. There's a lot of talky bits happening, and it's just kind of like characterization and, and world building. And so at this point, uh, they start off the conversation because Ral and Kaya are talking about Tomic, or Tomic. Um, Kaya's like, you keep stealing my assistant from me. Raul's like, yeah, he's my boyfriend. That's what we do. You know, you're just bored and you want something to do with your time. Uh, but it's just like this little funny back and forth. Um, and then Vraska kind of shares, Kaya prompts Vraska why she's in love with Jace. Like, I don't think they use the word love in the comic, but Kaya's like, hey, what's up with you and Jace? And Vraska shares this reason why she's fallen in love with Jace. And it is like, when I read it, I, I like made a noise. It was so sweet and cute but um anyways it was probably the best line in the comic like that i've read so far it it, it is a really solid line yeah vraska says uh i can kill with a look and i often do so but knowing that 
Jace has never been afraid to meet my eyes. Not once. And that moment, ugh. You get like Jace, you get Vraska. There's some characterization for both of them. It's it's sweet, it's charming, and like it's yeah. I um I really love this Vraska and Jace dynamic that the the author of this comic is building up. I think it's excellent. Um But yeah, uh then uh it all gets interrupted because there's some like Rakdos henchmen and they attack them, and it's literally just some like dumb Rakdos kids. Um like there's not really any other way to describe them. It's just some some silly Rakdos uh, ne'er do wells. Uh, it doesn't turn out well for them. Kaya just straight up. <laughs> <laughs> Kaya just straight up like assassinates one immediately. She just throws a knife through his throat. Um, meanwhile, back on the surface, uh, sketchy dude is like using a reference that he has like on a sheet of paper of what the Demir symbol looks like to paint the Demir symbol in what I'm assuming is blood on the wall by someone that they had killed. Uh, they killed him by stabbing him with three daggers, which is, I believe, like the. That's like the Demir symbol, right? When they assassinate someone, it's three daggers in them. That's how you know it's Demir. Um, so like, this is clearly like a Demir assassination, quote unquote. Like this is 100% looks like De- the Demir did it. Um, then we're back in the Undercity and a worm attacks them. And it's just like this giant worm and Vraska is not having any of it. Uh, she just looks at it and the worm is just turned into rubble. Um, <laughs> she just immediately just one glance and the worm is stone and then falls apart uh this is a terrifying planeswalker her power is incredible don't start uh, nothing don't won't be nothing yeah like people who are scared of raska are scared for a good reason i think um so they like kill this worm and they're they're having this whole conversation about like normally the way that the demir hide dusk mantle is that like there's all these charms and things set up so that you forget things and so like You'll be walking through and then like you'll just lose 15 minutes of your night and you'll be like, what happened? And it's because you walked through a path towards Dusk Mantle and you just forgot about it. Um, but they're not forgetting anything and they're not like finding themselves lost. They're just following these two zombies and no real problems. And they're very suspicious. And Ral is like, well, remember that day we were attacked and like I recorded uh three seismic disturbances for each of our attacks but then there was another bigger one underground and i thought it was just an error but and then it cuts back to the people uh above ground and it's like the sketchy crew are just assassinating various members of all the guilds right so it's like you know a selesnia simic there's just someone from every guild is being killed by these people uh and then we cut back down to ground and the other seismic disturbance was Dusk Mantle. It was also attacked, and it's burning to the ground. Dun, dun, dun. And that's issue number three. Uh, yeah, this story is really cool. <laughs> um, I'm, like, really enjoying it. And I, I read issue three and four back-to-back in the same day. And I, like, can't imagine waiting a whole month after that for the resolution. Because, yeah. yeah, it's good. Yeah, same here. Um, it, it's... The, the, the dialogue really works and i like when when they announced these comics i was kind of skeptical because of all the other publicized releases they've had have been kind of of very varied um content quality i guess but these have been fairly entertaining and i've really enjoyed a lot of the dialogue they've put in and the action has has made it feel real to me as far as 
like a complete understanding of the characters as we know them in the game. So it's uh, it's it's really nice, and I've I've enjoyed all of them. Like the dialogue has just been really good. Yeah, this this issue was definitely very like character building, dialogue heavy, and you really like get a feel for for how Raul, Kaya, and Vraska all work, and like who they are and what they enjoy and what they like. It's just, you get like a really good feeling about them. And we also got that little bit of backstory for Kaya where she's explaining like the sky in her home plane was messed up and she left to go try and fix it. Um, And we know that that's how she became embroiled with Bolas is that he offered a way to fix it. Um, Of course, we know that that was like a trick because it's Bolas and that's how he works. Uh, but it was like, we got to see her her home plane. We got to sort of get a little feel for it. Um, and we get more of that in the next issue, too. But uh, any other thoughts on issue number three before we jump to issue number four, which is going to uh, really set off, I think, the main plot of these comics? No, I don't think I have anything. Uh, so I guess we'll just jump in. So uh, next issue starts with... Um, again, the picture of a burning and destroyed dust mantle um, with uh, logos of the Demir on it. And then they cut back to reporting uh, to everything at, with Niv Mithit, um, the Guild Pact. And Niv doesn't really seem to care that dust mantle was attacked and still thinks that uh, the Demir are guilty and is... Uh, not really sympathetic to the thought that the Demir are actually victims here. So, uh, with all the travel that was done today, all the uh, Planeswalker guild leaders decide to go home and get some rest after agreeing that their job is not yet done. So, uh, they go home to get rest and they all start to dream. And in this dream, they are visited by Lazav. Yeah, the the dream worlds for each of them are unique and I think are really cute. Um, uh, My favorite detail, and this was pointed out, um, I think in our Discord someone pointed it out, but uh, in Rao's dream world, right, it's a lot like his planeswalking world. He's like covered in in gears and and Rao is naked in his dream world. Like he's not wearing any clothes because he's in a dream. Like I guess when you're in a dream, you're not wearing clothes. Um, you don't have to, I guess, and it's up to your dream self. But he's like completely naked in this dream, uh, and like fixing these gears. And like Kaya is on her home world, looking up at the broken sky, and Vraska's on the belligerent because, of course, she is. Um, and they're all like you said, Lazav is like creeping in the background, and then he like jumps on. He's like, ah, it's me, Lazav. Uh, and as he does that, like it cuts to a scene where Ral is quickly putting on pants. <laughs> it just made me laugh so much <laughs> like Ral is like oh no and he puts on pants because uh lazav shows up but um yeah lazav is there and there's also mechs yeah Ral's dream world includes like a little background uh scene with what it's looks so like <laughs> it's like it looks like an iron man mech versus like a hulk mech like let's be real that's what it looks like um <laughs> from the distance it's like one of them is like red and gold the other one's kind of greenish and they're like fighting Rao's dream world is really cool i'm just gonna it's awful um it was everything that i could have hoped for and more like i was not expecting the 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 mechs fighting in the background like it's just great well it's like there's that background detail and there's also some like background detail for kaya's world too that we get to see which is really nice like we haven't been to her home plane yet we don't really know anything about it and so we we these are our little details we've got so far. Um, yeah, Lazav is there, 
And he's talking to him. What is Lazav talking about? So Lazav is basically explaining to these guild leaders that uh, he let them get to Dustmantle because he needed them to see that he like that the Demir were the targets of an attack of themselves and that he was attacked in basically the same way that the Demir would like attack another guild basically. Um, and they were, they fallen victims to their own type of attack. Um, and he also explained that he, he had to show them that this happened because who, how else would every other guild who has recently been told never trusted Demir, he has to now have these other guilds believe him that it's not his, like, this isn't his plan or this, this is not some, a scheme that he's in charge of. Yeah. Demir, uh, uh, Demir. Lazav's writing is his way of talking is just a bunch of like vague references and riddles. And I think his his character comes through perfectly. Um, at one point, I think it's like Kaya who's like, stop talking in riddles. And he's like, I can't. It's the only way I know how to talk. Um, it's really funny. Uh, but like, it's also kind of serious because like Lazav is like, hey, uh, we're screwed because whoever decided to attack the Demir knew exactly how to do it. And also, like, no one's going to believe him because they're the Demir. <laughs> so uh, he's really hoping that these three planeswalkers take him at uh, face value. Um, yeah, I guess with Lazav, it's mini face value because he's got like a bunch of different faces. But uh, basically, after um, at the end of all their dreams, he tells them who's responsible for this and that it's the abbot of the uh, hospital that is currently healing Jace and where they were attacked. And he's, he basically, he tells Kaya after, after being asked about it, like, yeah, I I sent those assassins there, but they weren't there to kill Jace. They were there to kill this guy, uh, this Abbot, who's uh, apparently some kind of leader of some kind of cult to an old God or something like that. Um, he he says specifically, they worship a dark God that they want to bring to Ravnica. So this God is not, on Ravnica, so that's a hint. Just just throwing that out there. Um, so they all wake up and they meet up and gather allies from their guilds and go to a person's hospital. They're ready to fight. Yeah. Uh, a, a little detail: uh, before they all wake up, Lazav whispers into each of their ears the name of this dark god. But of course, we don't get to see it because that would ruin the surprise. So rude. <laughs> so very rude. Um, yeah, they attack a hospital. So that's like a really popular thing that they do, right? Like everyone appreciates yeah, attacking a hospital. Everyone loves that idea. <laughs> everyone. And by everyone, I mean absolutely no one, including the Boros, but especially the uh, the guildless who rely on this hospital. They are not happy with them. And as soon as uh, Kaya, or not Kaya, as soon as Varaska tries to turn the abbot into stone and it doesn't work like all the guildless start throwing things at them to, to go away because like this hospital is the only pe- the only group that really cares about the guildless yeah this is this is how cults work help everybody until they depend on you and then turn them against the power the, the powers that be so that uh they can ascend to power um but unfortunately for the guild leaders it like I said, the uh, Boros and Aurelia show up because they're there to maintain order. And she's like, if you guys really go through with this, you're going to have to deal with the Boros Legion on their side. And uh, it's not a good look. So they back off. 
Yeah. And uh, also uh, worth noting, there's like a little tiny panel uh, in the crowd watching what's going on. The like crowd of guildless people is Tezzeret, who we saw at the end of one of the previous issues. And he's here and he's watching and he's being all creepy and don't know why he's there yet, but he's he's there. He's watching. Um, and as they go to leave, uh, Rao calls out to the abbot saying, I know the name of your god. And the abbot replies, soon, guildmaster. Soon everyone will. What a cliffhanger. Done. Yeah. Uh, so that's issue number four. That's basically where it ends. Uh, issue five coming out in a couple of days. We're, we'll probably get some revelations, hopefully. Um, unresolved things. Uh, you know, where's Jace? The abbot said he checked himself out. Uh, don't believe that for an instant. Uh, what's Tezzeret doing? Oh, and uh, who who do we think this dark god is? Huh? Who could this dark god who is the patron of this hospital that uh, is like of the, the waters? What was it called? It was like the god. I can't remember the name of the hospital, but it had something to do with waters. And they submerged Jace in like a briny bath. And there's all I've these said like it once I've said it a thousand times. It's always merit lage. Always. Okay. So always. like, I legitimately think that this is merit lage. Like I really do believe that this is sending signals that it's merit lage. Um, I think that there's like these crystals around the hospital that are kind of like icy. I think that they're putting Jason a bath of water. I think that this is merit lage. I think they are trying to bring merit lage to Ravnica I think that is going to be an excellent, excellent plot idea. Um, don't think it has anything to do with Phyrexians. I think it has everything to do with Merit Lage. Yeah, as much as I want it to be Merit Lage just for the memes, I've got to agree with uh, Tired Knock Knock that, it, that it, it, it feels like a Phyrexian tie-in with, with Tezzeret being the broker here. Uh, I mean, Especially- like... Especially with like the the Vorin Quex tie into Kaldheim, it seems like they're using portals. And Tezzeret, the the main portal maker that we know in, in the multiverse right now, outside of Kaya. So like, but the god that they worship is a she, and so there's all the water. Elish Norn could be Elish Norn could be the she. Like it could it could be a ton of different things. Like, but I I, I generally think it's it's some. Or hell, it could be a, a Traxa. We don't know, it, but yeah. I, I do think it, it's some kind of Phyrexian influence because since Tetheris directly involved, I think that is the mo- more likely tie-in. And I think that's like I think he's using Phyrexians. I think he has some kind of allegiance with Phyrexians. I don't know if he's manipulating them or if they're manipulating him or their work. There is a mutual manipulation, but. I, like this is like I feel like this is how this is working. I'm yeah, just gonna I'm just gonna say Brian of the it's always merit lage is is now saying when I really genuinely think that it's merit lage is saying it's a Phyrexian. Look, look, man, <laughs> I I hate Phyrexia. I really do. My favorite character in magic history is rumored to have died at the hands of the fire or at the hands of Yawgmoth's plague cloud. Or not, or not even at the hands of Plague Cloud. In like it's like he jumped out of a tree to possibly kill himself to not die by the Plague Cloud. We never see him die, but we know that it's, it's Yogmoth's fault. So if he did die, I'm I'm still holding out hope that maybe he did die. Who knows? Anyway, but yeah, like it would not surprise me if it were Merit Lage, but I, I feel like we know it's Tezra, and I feel like there's some kind of plot to. 
get the Phyrexians off of new Phyrexia, as it were, and start infecting a whole bunch of other places with, or not not infecting, completing yeah. other planes. I I think that there is a Tezzeret is a good reason to think Phyrexians are involved, but. I, I will make a bet that it is absolutely going to be Merit Lage. If it's not Merit Lage, it's some new character who has never existed before that they're introducing. Um, because there's just there's just a lot of little things. Like, this is not like Shadows of Renistrad, Eldritch Moon Merit Lage. This is like, I think, actual Merit Lage. But anyways. Uh, that would be yeah. amazing, and I, I'm here for it. Like, I, I like... Believe me, Chris, I support you in this, except for the fact that I like, I feel like it's more Phyrexian in nature. But I will I will be so over the moon if it is Merit Lage. I will be sincerely very happy if it is Merit Lage. So you're setting yourself up for surprise and delight, and I'm setting myself up for disappointment. So really, you're the smarter one here. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say that, hey, I, I'll take it because God knows I need it. <laughs> well, um, that's issue four. Uh, issue three and issue four, we've talked about them. They're done. Got any other thoughts? Um, no, like I, I, I cannot wait for the next episode. I want to see where this goes. Cause like the, the Abbot was like, he had some big D energy just telling the planeswalkers to screw off basically at the end. So I want to see where Ooh. this goes. I am going to take a lot of pleasure in when Vraska turns him to stone. Finally, you know, like she deserves that. Um, because <laughs> he, he was like he was you could tell he was feeling real big about himself after <laughs> after they were leaving like it, it was that was some real powerful energy there so it's uh, i cannot wait to see how this next episode or this next uh, issue rolls out hmm. oh um i am i'm interested i'm excited i think this is supposed to be like a six issue story run that's generally how they do it, from my understanding. So, like, we're there's no plan to stop after six. Like, I'm not saying, like, six is the end. But I'm pretty sure the story is supposed to kind of, like, hit its zenith at six. And, like, that's going to be the end of it. I'm not sure if that's 100% true. Um, I would love to get the author on the podcast at some point. So we need to reach out and maybe talk to him. Uh, Jed McKay. Mackey? Mackey? Someone's yeah, got to mispronounce yeah. a name on the podcast. We don't have Jay. Um yeah. So I'd love to get the author on here. I'd love to talk about it. Love to know more about the process because like like we've discussed before, these comics are their own sort of continuity. They're their own little canon. Um, we've got Robo Niv-Mizzet here. Um, so like they're they're different from the standard magic story we've got. So like I want to know what that was like writing that story and like being able to say, hey, uh, you don't have to adhere to all of the canon and you can kind of create your own. But I'm enjoying it. I'm loving it. Highly recommend them. Uh, even if there are other reasons you don't want to engage with large gaming companies right now. Uh, understandable. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get why maybe you don't want to uh, give money to Wizards of the Coast or, I don't know, Activision Blizzard or uh, any of those at the moment. Um, I get that. But I think these comics are pretty good. I think that the publisher uh, seems to be pretty good. Um, you should definitely check these out. And, uh, with that, I guess we can just sort of go into our final thoughts. Uh, uh, my final thought is that, uh, Pokemon Unite is a, is a blast and I'm having a lot of fun playing it. I play a lot of, uh, Cinderace and, uh, Garchomp. Um, 
Okay, but hear me out. Have you tried Greninja? I have not unlocked Greninja yet, so I'm waiting to do so. Okay, Greninja uh, is my favorite. I haven't played a lot of Unite. I played a little bit um, to get a feel for it and sort of like play through some of the champs and, and understand it. I play a lot of League of Legends, so like a MOBA is very familiar for me right now. Like I'm, I get it. Greninja has a dash and then another dash. And one of those dashes resets if you kill someone with it. And that includes like even the wild Pokemon. So like you don't have to like kill a champion with it for it to reset. You can go hit that wild Pokemon that's almost dead and then reset it. Um, having that much mobility in a MOBA is incredible. So like yeah. highly recommend trying out Greninja because you can get in and out of any fight. Like I, I, I'll have to try that out because I've been super impressed with um, uh, uh, Fletchender or what's mm-hmm. the name of the Firebird? It's Fletchender, right? Uh, the, the, the mobility on that Firebird is amazing. I did not play a lot during that expe- that 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 uh, era, so I'm not really good with the Pokemon names for a lot of the middle yeah. versions of the uh, anything between like Generation three and seven. I think I, I didn't play a whole lot of Pokemon, so but Fletchender. I think is the name of it. Um, he has some pretty good mobility. Uh, uh, what's the name of stupid? Lucario has, he has like extreme speed. So he gets a, a double dash kind of deal once you level up high enough. So that was pretty cool. So I, I, I'll, I'll try that, but I've been super happy with Cinderace's uh, like speedy attacks. And like, I've, I've leveled up the crit thing and super nice with that. But yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with Pokemon Unite. I've been watching some people play it. Um, Cause I, have been I have a lot of other games I'm playing right now, so I haven't had a chance to really sit down with it. But it's it's super fun. Uh, my final thought is, uh, yeah, I've been playing a lot of other games right now. I've been playing League of Legends is wrapping up one of their biggest uh, like plot story things that they've ever done. So that's really cool. It's going to have all been finished up by the time this podcast airs. So uh, imagine that I'm saying uh, thoughts about the ending of that. Uh, and then also playing Final Fantasy 14, like I said last week. Uh, which is a great MMO um, that you you don't have to pay a lot of money to play it. If you're not interested, there's like a free thing. I'm not going to do the spiel. Everyone knows it. Um, but there is a, just a heads up. If you're looking for MMOs to play, because maybe the one that you've played for a long time is no longer making you happy. Uh, Final Fantasy has been a lot of fun. So recommend it. But yeah, I, uh, I guess that's my final thought. Yeah. Uh, if anyone wants to play some games of Pokemon Unite, I think I'm going to be posting my uh, uh, Switch friend code on our Discord. And uh, Our Discord? Be- how, do you get, how do you get access to our Discord, Brian? Yeah, if you want to <laughs> be a part of our community uh, on Discord where you can find games of Pokemon Unite or other things or discuss the comics or innumerable amounts of topics that are discussed on our Discord, you can join our Patreon. Um, you can be part of our live listen audience and talk about Tezzeret being a portal gun and uh, other things that are going on in our live listen chat when we record it around uh, 7 p.m. on a Thursday afternoon, Eastern Time. Um, but yeah, I'm not it's nearly as good at this as Lorelai, so uh, we'll <laughs> leave it at that. <laughs> uh, yeah, give us your money. Um, no, you don't have to. We appreciate every patron. Uh, for a dollar, you get our Discord. I think the $3 a month gets you live listen. So that's $3 a month. You get to hang out with us. Uh, always a fun time. Uh, also of note, uh, we're looking into doing some future merch stuff. Uh, nothing solidified yet. Just want to put that out there so people know. Like, we had a run of playmats back in the day. I was not on them. 
hopefully we're going to get some with me on them in the future or something. But uh, that's still all in the works. So we'll keep you updated and you can learn more on our Discord. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. This has been the Vortus Cast.